Coming to you not live from downtown Durham, I'm Ryan Coca. He's Justin Laidlaw. This is the Super Empty Show, episode two on the Runaway Podcast Network. Justin, what's up, man? Everything. Everything's up. Energy's high. Uh, the Rockets uh, destroyed the Golden State Warriors last night, so I'm feeling pretty good about life. Uh, I know this is you a know this is not pod. a basketball. Thing, yeah, right? you know they're pretty interconnected in the culture at this point now. So what is hip hop is basketball and vice versa. Yeah, I got feedback that last week we were maybe agreeing too often. So I think that starting with the Rockets and James Harden is just a nice little little needle to get you kind of pissed off. Uh, right it won't get me pissed this week. Maybe it'll piss you off because I, I could bring up James Harden a million times, <laughs> but uh, but we'll, I'll I'll we'll do my best that. to keep it yeah. uh, hip hop. And then we also have Pat Junior here. Yo. On the podcast, going to be talking about uh, SoundCloud and Audio Mac and all those streaming services. So we'll have his opinions on that. Um, but it felt like it was going to be kind of a quiet week. Like we were, I was waiting on something big to happen. And it was like, it sounded like we were going to be making some evergreen content, some more everyday stuff that we could talk about. Like um, like this topic of the streaming services, like the grime UK hip hop subject we're going to be talking about later. Um and then within 24 hours, the week kind of changed because the biggest rap act in the world dropped new songs. And then one of the biggest acts in the triangle about that same night or the next night released um, the official track listing and tour, uh, release date for their album in Cooley High. So what we had put together was just kind of gone. <laughs> that was the show. So today, today we'll be going through some things that may or may not have been prepared this morning, um, but but it's going to be good. Running. I rock, I roll, I blow, I blow, I blow, I roll. You say I blow, I blow, I blow, I roll, I blow, I blow, I blow, I roll. I'm talking about blow, I blow. Let's go. Ain't nobody fucking with T. This is the best news that I could have hoped for to come through last night. I was just scrolling Twitter. Um, we've talked about it because it's been rumored for some time. I think Synopsis mentioned it to me a Sometimes while back. Sometimes an understatement. Yeah, some, I was going to say because I think this was put online like four years ago. Back then it was a self-titled album. Um, on Cooley High's website, it said, it just said Cooley High, executive produced by Ninth Wonder, coming soon. I think that was on the website three or four years ago. Uh, so I, but so we've been waiting for this for a while. I've, I've heard some things here and there from Synopsis. Um, but now it's official. It's really happening. Oh, yeah. It's on iTunes, March yeah, they, 30th. Yeah, March 30th. So it's still two months away, but that did not, that did not kill my vibe at all. Mm. I, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Um, obviously, I got a chance to, to perform, open up for them, uh, work with Synopsis. They're a good group of dudes, and I just, I'm, I love them, man. They're just, they're, they're really great artists. So I'm really looking forward to it. I heard a little bit of it. It definitely inspired me as a rapper, like, Seriously, because it, it, it takes a lot to inspire me. So, yeah. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse with this. I talk about it all the time, but they, they really know how to package shit. Yeah. Like, they really know how to do a release mm-hmm. and think about every aspect all the way through it. So, all this time we've been waiting, and it's been like, oh, man, you know, is this even going to happen? Uh, now you see that they've, they're really taking their time with it. They put it together. I've seen they've been working on music videos for a while for a number of the songs. And now it comes out with this album art that, you know, it, it pains me that I can't show it through the podcast because it's incredible. I love the way it looks. Uh, it, yeah. Anything strike you about that? Yeah. And you can, I mean, it's up on their Twitter page. You can check out the art from our friend Jason Clary, mm-hmm. uh, a really, really good designer. Um, yeah. I think they, uh, you're, to your point, they, they do really just 
are on top of it when it comes to uh, the production value of the entire project, not just the music, which is obviously amazing, but um, but also, yeah, just like the way it's presented really uh, inspires, to your point, Pat, uh, not just musicians, but the, the fans, other creatives. I'm just as, uh, as juiced to hear it. Yeah. I love the way that uh, their names of the albums and the projects like relate to the just another example of the way they think through stuff the names of the projects even always touch on things from the Cooley High lexicon sort of the way the last project was Heights um, and before that there was David Thompson who's known as the Skywalker and now they have never come down being related to like being up up in the air up doing whatever you want to do not being held down so they really just again think through every aspect of it and having the the boxing mat with that name as a you know obviously a visual symbol of like never staying down letting obstacles hold you down yeah um i'm excited about their production on this on this project and i think we kind of talked about it there's going to be it's not just foolery and synopsis yeah. producing this project um so i'm no I'm, details I'm, released on that. no which which I'm not, i don't know if anyone in this room <laughs> yeah i don't know what's what we can and can't say all i know is there's no details released right but just no, like the the production is great like it, it's it's good. Um, Ninth did an excellent job. Um, yeah, we haven't even mentioned Ninth Wonder. Yeah, yet. <laughs> like no, I, I think he slight he, detail. One thing that I admire about him is his ear for music. Like he has a great ear in his sample selection. I can just tell he has a great ear for music. Like you know, some people may think, oh, all his beats sound the same, but his sample selection is great to me. And so that tells that he has like that. Uh, pristine somewhat of an a and r ear so yeah just the fact that he executive produced it and the team that worked on it i'm just like okay yeah i'm i'm excited to hear more um really lush sounds is is it's great yeah it's like you can't really say too much more than that <laughs> it's, it's gonna great. be good guys yeah i i have to say from a fan point of view so on itunes you can see the track listing obviously that's how we were talking about rhapsody earlier is on it the first time that she's been on a ever since She's gone on and done her own thing solo. She hasn't been on a project since David Thompson, which uh, I don't have the year on hand. I think it's 2010, 2011 album. So it's been a while. There's been some unreleased stuff that's never come out with her with um, rapping with them. So that's really cool to see. Yeah. As, an, as a fan of NC Hip Hop, it's cool to see the, the features they have. They got Median, who's an OG, Rhapsody, who used to be in their group. Carlita Durand has been on all kinds of projects over the years. As a fan, I was a little disappointed to not see some... I thought that maybe Ninth Wonder's name might bring in like one big... They could maybe get like one yeah. big verse. And I don't even want to pry with synopsis and ask if the track listing is like totally locked in or maybe there'll be some surprises. I don't know, but the, I won't hold out for edition, it. Yeah, yeah. Some bonus but that was just maybe. a thing. Not because I don't, as a fan, like have enough excitement and interest in hearing Tab and, and Charlie rap, uh, but I... I just thought as a fan, it would be cool to see them maybe get some more acclaim from having one song where they had a big name feature on it. Yeah, I wonder with the Ninth Connection uh, outside of this album, if they are connected to other projects potentially that mm. um, where instead of you know features being on this album, maybe they get an opportunity to uh, break into a different audience on somebody else's project. Uh, but to Pat's point about uh, Ninth's production and his, his ear, it's really cool for me that they have stuck to their sound yeah. over over the years because they're you know one of the older groups in the triangle and I feel like they don't 
uh, they're not bending to the will of the masses. This is a great balance to later when we're going to talk about Drake and his chameleon abilities. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So just, uh, you know what you're going to get from them, but that's, that's a, that's a plus. I really appreciate that. And, uh, and yeah, to have ninth on it, to take it up a notch is just really exciting. Yeah. I mean, just to like go off that a little bit. I mean, I think I know what you mean. Like they stick with it with who they are and they have a unique sound, but I would say that they're good at also shifting it a little bit. Yeah. Like they don't just, it's not the same thing over and over again. And from the little bits I've heard from this album, like they've definitely tweaked their sound and have adjusted to make it even more modern. But to your point, it's still them. Dude, I don't even know it's, how to describe how it's yeah, different. It's, it's just, just it's a little bit more um, elevated in musicality, so I can say that. I don't like, know. They're taking more chances with it. It's right. not uh, not to say that in the past it's just a a soul sample looped. Always, they do all kinds of cool things, but yes. on this one, it feels like they're just there's sounds I've never heard Cooley High mess with on right this, on so this so they're definitely t- I, I i really believe that they're gonna get more i guess appeal from you know the i guess those who like yeah they're, they're gonna get more of an appeal from those who are um who have more of a modern ear, ear if you will i guess i, I like i said I, it's, it's hard to say this without is, this saying is a weird, <laughs> this is a weird comparison but i will just say it reminds me of someone like a logic just because he has a old he loves old school boom bap hip-hop and if you take a logic from like his first album to some of the more recent things he's tried to do he's uh definitely experimented with new sounds and and tried to not even more poppy but just not as old school hip-hop uh vibe is there anything else that you guys want to add about this album before we move on i feel like we've touched on the major the major points i'm I'm excited i just want to know when yeah go pre-order it on itunes yeah I hope they get some good pre-order numbers. Um, I don't know when the first music video is coming out. I'm still holding out hope there's a music video for like every single song because I've seen them. <laughs> I've seen them recording at least three different yeah. ones. So I'm hoping now there's like 13 that yeah. I just don't know about. Do you know if they're doing vinyl for it? Because they did. I don't they did know. They're on fat. More than likely, I, I believe it, it. It will be some vinyl. I'm hoping because I've already pre-ordered my copy and I'm getting vinyl. So yeah. Hell yeah. There you hey, go. if Pat can do it, you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Jump them in like jump rope, double dutch, then turn on the mic with a thumb stroke, subtle touch, cuddle clutch. Is this thing on like the flame with Mrs. King Kong this spring gone? Sing a song of slap happy crappiness. He came to blow like it was strapped to his nappy chest. Surely I jest the best on a wireless mic, not an eye test, yet I digress. We have Pat Jr. He was talking to us about the Cooley High album. Now we're going to have him on to talk about SoundCloud and a number of other streaming services and, and how that works on the artist side. Um, but yeah, how have you been, man? I'm good, man. I've been doing good. Uh, I have been working, of course, on my own stuff, getting ready uh, for a music release. Um, and then my latest, biggest venture it has been sound design. Um, so... You know, of course, we know the history of hip hop is very sampled heavy when it comes to production. So over the past few years, what we've been seeing or kind of under wraps um, and publicly, we've had different composers. Like a lot of people don't know that the Bad and Bougie uh, song or the production for that was an actual sample that G. Coop, um, you probably never heard of him, actually made the sample. And then Metro Boom, and he produced that, right? He, He sampled that and made the beat. Frank Dukes has worked with a lot with OVO's producers. So Zero to 100, 
sample created by Frank Dukes, hmm. uh, which a lot of people don't know. So I mean, a few other songs that Drake has done. So, um, and you put it out through Soul Surplus, yes. right? who you've never done a release with before. I, I, well, I know one of the owners. It's three owners: uh, Joe, John, and Wes. Wes is a good friend of mine. I've known him for a few years. And so, yeah, Soul Surplus is a website that producers can go to to purchase compositions. Um, there's a lot of bad stuff out there as far as samples, but Soul Surplus. I need Surplus the address is, later so I can send the invoice for this plug to Soul Surplus. <laughs> There's I, no free time on Super I, I will, Empty Show. Look, I'll talk to Wes about that, but it's, it'll probably be a hard no. Okay. <laughs> but, I'd be like, we put you on the Super Empty Show. Are you aware of that? Right. Uh, but not nah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Soul Star Plus definitely has quality uh, a sound design. And so me and my homie uh, JP, who I've worked with for years, and he's a good friend of mine, we created a sample pack called the Neo Gotham sample pack. And it, it's exactly how it sounds. It's 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 this futuristic kind of dark, grimy, soulful uh, composition pack um, that we created for producers. That to sounds use. like something that you would make. Yes. To be honest. Yes. That sounds like your vibe. Mm-hmm. Are these things that you guys are building from scratch? Or are, you, are you, in a sense, sampling other music to make new samples for producers to... Uh, no, take and run with. So it's it's all the way from scratch. Okay. So JP is has been a, a musician for about 14, 15 years now. I've been producing and learning music theory here and there for about five or six years. And so we there's a lot of tools out there now that help me as a producer to come up with my own chord progressions and such. And he's just he's just a great, you know, um musician. He plays keys. Um so yeah, uh, everything is from scratch. Um, we do keep in mind when we're making a lot of it, there was no specific sonic direction when we sat down initially. It was just kind of like, okay, what have we been inspired by? Let's just create some stuff. And then once we got about three samples in, it was like, oh, I could hear X, Y, and Z artists sample this or producer sample this or or artists would hear this and want to rap over it or whatever. So, yeah. That's really cool. Thank I didn't you. know anything about that before. I didn't know how that worked. Yeah. I, other than that Metro Boomin made that beat. And, and you know, like, that's all that really ends up coming to the, the listener. So, but yeah, I, but I had hit you up about writing for the site because you wrote in the previous iteration Ooh, of Super yeah. Empty, you wrote Ooh. a great piece um, about the, the role that white people can play, mm-hmm. which was relevant to me in hip-hop. personally. Mm-hmm. I, I read that night, you know, I learned some things about what to do. And then, and then you also helped Nance recently. You like kind of helped him through a, a letter he wrote yeah. uh, that he authored about his role in things from the in the rap scene as a white rapper. So I had hit you up just about contributing to the site and writing something. And, and one of the topics you hit me up about was the death of SoundCloud, mm-hmm. what the future holds for it, and what other services you're interested in if it if it were to collapse or whatever. So yeah. I wanted to let you come on and talk more about that. Okay. And maybe we could, you know, help you through writing the piece a little bit yes. before you write it. That'd be excellent. <laughs> so uh, there's been like this unspoken slow death, if you will, of SoundCloud um, from them needing or running out of money and them being loaned money or given money or whatever. I don't know what the details are, but, you know, they filed for bankruptcy not too long ago. Right. Last um, big time they were in the news. It yeah. Was, it was like, we're going to run out of money in five days or something. Yeah. And and then we saw that Chance the Rapper was kind of going around and saying, hey, guys, let's... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Let's we do have this. To we got to save SoundCloud. This is where I started. Yada yada yada. Uh, so um, the reason why I say this is because I know that SoundCloud is a platform for 
kind of amateur slash professional DJs, do-it-yourself and professional podcasters, and then you have the biggest one, our musicians, where they could put their demos or actual releases up for free streaming. Um, now what's happened is, uh, of course, we have streaming sites like Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, all those big names, and in my musical circles, I don't know if anybody, I know this is the first time you've ever heard about it. There's this thing called SoundCloud Go, which is essentially a Spotify. I've heard about it in articles saying, we just unleashed this thing called SoundCloud Go. You should check it out. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, but I, I I don't know too many people that have that. It's on the site and some somehow people still just right, miss it. Right. Was SoundCloud Justin, free? Are you on SoundCloud Go? I, am I personally? <laughs> yeah. I might have a, a couple you, things yeah, yeah, your artist Some profile. curated playlists, maybe. I don't know. Uh, was SoundCloud free from the beginning? Do they have any paid services they offered well, yeah. from the jump? Or is this something that's kind of come over time where they've tested yeah. things like SoundCloud Go maybe? Because um, the, the Go is for the users mm-hmm. or the, mm-hmm. the consumers, but the artists, I assume, must have had some different... Uh, like dashboard in the back that they had to pay into. Right. Or maybe maybe not. That's what I'm asking. Is, no, is, there is. There's, well, I know I have it. There's a small subscri- subscription fee that you can play, that uh, that you can pay for, um, for uh, just extra minutes. Right. Because it, the free account gives you a certain amount of time. Um, so I think it's like... It's not much, 30, if I remember Is correctly. it 30 or 20 minutes worth of music you can upload? But anyway... You you can pay certain. There's different tiers, and so the lowest one is like five or six bucks, where you can have you know more music added onto it. Um, so that was the only thing. There was never a subscription fee for listen to Anderson Pack or listen to Chance the Rapper's music or whoever it was, bigger name artists. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's the the thing is with SoundCloud, there's a there's a ton of content up there from all over the world. Um, and I know that in the recent years, a lot of uh, SoundCloud rappers have made themselves known by using SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. So a lot of popular rappers, the most recent one is um, that I can think of is XXXTentacion. I mean, Yachty's a great one. Yeah, His, The number of streams he had before most people had ever, your typical person you'd say on the street, have you heard of Lil Yachty? Mm-hmm. And he had multiple millions of streams wow. on his album. See, I didn't even SoundCloud. know that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so what's happening is the reason why we, we talked about the music issue. Then there's this issue of just the the SoundCloud Go thing, the, the streaming services, where they're kind of like in between this rock and a hard place where. So when you go to Spotify, Apple Music, you bam, you get hit immediately. You go to the front page or on your device with the newest releases or just quality music right there in your face. Um, but with. SoundCloud is just so much stuff to sort through. So then it's like, okay, well, then why don't you just follow uh, X, Y, and Z artists so you can keep up? Because their model was more like a social media feed. You get to your homepage. Right. That's how it's different than a Spotify or an Apple Music. It's like, these are the things you follow, and that's what's going to make up the feed, Mm -hmm. right? But so yeah. you're saying that's not really effective. So so what what happens is with the whole SoundCloud Go thing is that the more popular artists that people are listening to now have the have a deal with SoundCloud mm-hmm. through their record label or whatever, 
where it's like a Spotify. You only get to listen to, to a few seconds of their music. Because I remember at one yeah, point... Yeah, seconds. It's like the old iTunes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, at one point, Anderson's music, Anderson Pack's music was, was free. But I just, maybe a couple of years ago, we were talking about Kanye, too. You go up there and you hit play and it's like, oh, well, you can only listen to the rest by signing up you know, for SoundCloud Go. And so instantly people are turned off. Or it's like, you could go to SoundCloud Go or you could just go on Spotify and listen to it. Exactly. <laughs> so that's what people are going to do. They're going right. to go to Spotify and, well, SoundCloud used to be free and yada, yada, yada. So it's it's just kind of this slow death thing that you know that's happening. The quality of music for up-and-coming artists, um, I'm not sure for the more professional ones because I don't follow many of the professional or right. I guess top tier artists. But you were just you saying the audio quality is low. It's lower. For, for newer artists newer or up and coming artists. Up and coming artists, um, producers, you know, DJs who put up their mixes, you can immediately tell a difference. Actually, there was an article or some tweets that I saw recently where the quality has declined even more now. Mm. So it's it's kind of just declining even more and then now i know i I sent you this too there's like this is my conspiracy it just started happening (laughs) i needed you to flesh that out it said (laughs) it said conspiracy theory exclamation point and then something i didn't understand right they're forcing you to listen to, to what's ever on the front page now so it's like they're pushing you to listen to the music so the past couple of nights i don't know if this is happening to anybody else but as soon as like I go we have to Kyrie Irving on the I love, I love a good conspiracy. <laughs> it's like, it's, look, as soon as I go to SoundCloud, music starts playing immediately. And I'm on just, SoundCloud. Yes. And it's bad music. <laughs> and it's not good. Yeah, it's not. It's someone just yelling sounds. Or it's something that I don't want to listen to. You know what I mean? So um you know, it, it's just it's just so many tales, and it's it's a slow death. I don't know how long they're gonna right. hold on because they but. can just keep getting infusions of, of cash. There was from the from business point of view, or like the startup point of view, I've seen so many of these businesses, most of them in the consumer product space, as like uh, online direct consumer direct to consumer companies, and they have the same signs, but also like Twitter of just companies that have the potential one day to have all these users who will pay them. So investors keep on putting more money into yeah. it with the idea that. You're going to grow your base to these multi-hundred million daily mm-hmm. users, mm-hmm. and then we'll make money off them later. Yeah. And so SoundCloud has that, like you said, all these tells you can see of a business that, same thing with Twitter, but Twitter has a much better, I mean, there's much better avenues for making money with that than right. SoundCloud. Um, but even still with SoundCloud, it's like they're, the idea of, they don't make any money. They are spending more money than they're making every single year with the idea that one day they'll figure out how to make money, and it's just... As time has gone on, you're learning that they don't really have a lot of good plans on right. how to make good on that. They even yeah. have ads now. I forgot to mention that too. Yeah, the ads pop up yeah. while you're while you're listening. Are you sure that's not what you're hearing when you come straight to the site? Is the ads? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's not. Well, and and the the artists, um, you know, sort of in the I guess the middle tier are all just going to the other streaming services mm-hmm. now. So it's you're yeah. you're losing to your point about quality. You're just like losing more and more reasons for people to even come to SoundCloud because mm-hmm. uh, they're on Apple Music. They're on Spotify. They're on Title. They're on YouTube. You know, YouTube's made a big push for exactly. things yes. like DJ mixes and, I'm glad and you other brought that artists. Up, yep. So, um, yeah. I mean, do you, in your opinion, do you think it's necessary to save SoundCloud? I, I, so I want it to exist. That's what I was gonna. But I, I'll no, defer I, yeah, to that. I mean, I, I don't think it's necessary with the other avenues. Bandcamp has been around for the longest time, and 
they're continuously upping their game. Like I would say Bandcamp is the uh the advocate for independent artists or up and coming artists. This is so my reason for wanting SoundCloud to exist would be that I don't to the same point you've been making, I see it as the place where people it's like the immediate first step for someone just created something and they don't have the resources yet to know how to to the point about Cooley High, know how to package things yet and really put together a Jason Clary doing artwork for you and knowing all the steps to, I, I don't even know everything that goes into it that you know, but uh, on SoundCloud, it's like you can see, hear everything from everybody at any level of skill almost. Mm-hmm. And Bandcamp, I associate with people uh, like yourself who are like, they know how to package it. They're putting together good stuff and they have their liner notes on there and they've got different images that go with it. They've got different credits. And... I was going to ask you, like, is that just my perception? Like, is there a difference in really the difficulty to upload to that? Well, or right now, it's just the just, more established people are choosing to use Bandcamp. I think about Bandcamp as albums as opposed yeah, to also as albums. like people individual tracks. People don't really tracks, drop like random tracks. Um, like SoundCloud. Right, yeah. I mean, so yeah, I mean, Bandcamp is very user-friendly. Like if sure. SoundCloud died, you think those people could go put their single songs up on Bandcamp and it could be a cool platform for De- that? Definitely. Okay. Definitely. I mean, just the fact that one of the biggest things that you mentioned is that there was just, there's this low-key resistance or uh you know coalition if you will of producers and engineers i've been seeing this as of late where people say well i want to know who you know who mixed this or who did this or who produced that and now that a lot of people don't buy hard copies anymore bandcamp is the perfect place to do that because you can either put it on the page where the album is or you can upload along with the download. When you purchase the album, there can be liner notes in mm-hmm. the download that you get. So when you open the folder, you get the music. Plus, you can see like the credits for the album, whatever, whatever. You can freaking put like videos if you wanted to in the in download. download for for your fans. This is also so. another thing I brought up to you when we talked about it earlier in the week. Is I just have an assumption as a listener that you get more money from Bandcamp than iTunes. Yes. yes um i think there's a very small percentage that Bandcamp takes um i can't remember what that percentage is but let's say somebody purchased a ten dollar album from me or whatever let's just say let's just say someone did say um you somebody purchased a ten dollar album i I see about nine dollars and some change whoa that's not even what i was like optimistically expecting no it might be a little lower than that but it's still very close this is from Bandcamp. this is from Bandcamp. the other beautiful thing about Bandcamp, two dollars right but the other beautiful thing from Bandcamp is that they just started this about a year ago you can as an say i go up there as an artist um somebody just recently did this somebody bought my whole discography for a, a discounted rate mm. so i can i can on bandcamp have all my albums listed and say well if you buy my whole discography i'll give you 25% off of all my whole discography so somebody can rather than seeing five albums and and spend $50 for all of them They'll buy it for thirty four, thirty five. Yeah, so it's a much more direct relationship with yeah. the artist too, because you don't have to go through all the minutia of of working through Apple yes. as like the biggest corporation. And you have more world. autonomy too about how you want to present it. Yeah, about you know artists that, again, we use Cool High as an example uh, that package things well. Mm-hmm. They have complete control over yes. what they put in the liner notes, what the album, you know, how the album art's presented. I mean, I'm, yeah, man, like what's Cool High SoundCloud looking like? I don't think that's their <laughs> number one platform at all. Well, I'm excited they might not to know hear, what SoundCloud uh, is. I'm excited to, to see the this piece uh, up on Super Empty and read more yeah, about this. Yeah, 
um, so give this is more gonna space. Be good. We didn't Hopefully. even talk about Audio Mac. I know that was yeah. on the. Yeah. Uh, no time for Audio Mac. It's fine. <laughs> Maybe it'll make its way into the piece. Yeah, but but definitely, I would say Bandcamp for artists, up and coming artists, is is definitely the way to go. Um, with this slow death of SoundCloud, if you will, just the quality. You can put merch up there, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So cool. We will send uh, an invoice to Bandcamp as well. <laughs> Uh, for that, yeah, yeah, paid sponsorship. There's no free time on the Super Empty Show. You got to pay for your time here. Okay, it's good having you on, Pat. Thanks, man. Yes, I see the things that they wishing on me. Hope I got some brothers that outlive me. They gon' tell the story. Shit was different with me. God's plan. God's plan. I hold back sometimes. I won't. I feel good sometimes. I don't. Finesse down Western Road, hey, next. Might go down to G-O-D, yeah, wait. I go hard on Southside G, yeah, wait. I make sure that Northside E, and still. Last but not least, though, one of the topics that we actually had before Cooley High announcement the other night, and aside from Pat's segment, was grime music. The thing I hit you up about asking you, where it was where it was going, like what happened to it. It felt like it was gonna have a moment and then in my mind it didn't get as big as some people thought it was going to when you saw it with the shutdown video, the peak of it for me being Kanye performing all day at the Brit Awards and he had a bunch of grime artists behind him. So you being a bigger fan of this than me, I thought we would talk about that and I think you might write be writing something about it for the site. I don't know. Yeah, I would love to. <laughs> um I think it's still, I think the moment is still happening. Maybe it's, it wasn't as um, impactful right out of the gate as one might uh, expect it to have been given that uh, Drake and his, um, I guess, affection for UK grime uh, got us two uh, different features on his More Life mixtape playlists, whatever Skepta. it is. Uh, yeah, Skepta, who got his own song, actually. Right. They call it the it's Skepta interlude on the album, and yeah, it's really just like his own track. Um, and I just remember when Konnichiwa came out last year. Yeah. So, yeah, to anyone who doesn't know, Justin, you know, works at the Runaway store, and whenever I was in the store, you pretty much had Konnichiwa on for, I feel like, a month or two. Yeah, it's, it's a really, really good album. Uh, we even talked about this when we went through the albums of the decade the the 30 list i forget what publication is DJ that put that out yeah and i argued that i felt like konnichiwa should have been on there uh it won uh the mercury prize in the uk for album of the year uh 2016 um yeah it's just i mean that particular album i think is just really solid and, and skepta has been around for a while so um it's cool to see him even if it is um just in the uk for now kind of get his uh, his shine and then Stormzy as well who had an album come out last year uh, Gang Signs and Prayers also like a really really solid project does a lot of stuff with Adidas now it seems like um, so he's another star on the rise in the grime scene so yeah I think that it's um, it's it's a moment that's still happening where the the audience is still kind of catching up to who these artists are uh, people are going back through the old catalog of guys like Skepta and, and Giggs, who was also on the More Life mixtape. Um, so yeah, just just give it time. My so you think it's still happening? Because my feeling was like there was a with that all day performance, and around that time, it was in everybody's mouth like, what is grime? What you know? What's this new style? Or not new, but in the U.S. it was new. 
And uh, I would have expected by now, I know Konnichiwa made some effect. I feel a little out of whack with it because I, of knowing you well, and it seemed like it was really big to you. I don't know how big it was in the US. I don't know what the album sales were, but I just, I would have expected by now there was some, uh, at least one act that had really like, had a big album in the US. Uh, and I don't know where that came from for me. I just I just thought that was going to happen. We were going to see more of a migration and someone like Giggs or Stormzy would have gone over bigger here and be maybe like headlining, not headlining, but higher up on some of these bigger festivals in the US. Yeah. All well, the big summer festivals just came out. I didn't see a lot of this represented. It almost did happen right here in Durham right. uh, yeah, with yeah. Skepta and Mokefest. And unfortunately... It was like his passport or visa or something. There was some complication there. So you don't so think he, that he's... Because even for that, to me, it feels like he kind of had a moment and now it's a little bit lower, but you don't think that's real. He's actually just on the ascent still, like he's getting bigger. Yeah, I, I yeah, I do think so. Um, one of the things about Grime that's interesting, so there's, there's a video uh, that uh, came out through this group, Don't Flop, their UK battle uh, league out of London. And one of the side things they do is they have this like bad bars video series they do they just pick on people for having shitty lyrics and one of the things that comes up is trap music interestingly enough because there are a lot of <laughs> shitty sh lyrics in trap music and uh and a couple of the guys on the show banter back and forth about the difference between trap and uh grime and one of the guys argues that grime is uh or trap is essentially grime music there's like mm -hmm. comparable um elements there and well, one of the things, one of the big differences that I see is just lyrically. I feel like grime is is totally different, and there's a lot more packed into a grime song in terms of uh, the the density of the lyrics and and some of the complexity there than what you would get from your average trap there's, artist. There is the similarity of repetition, though. There's there is a good amount of like you you have I think sometimes very repetitive choruses. Yeah, in a trap. I mean in a. In a grime song, yeah, but no, I know you mean about the there. the energy is like definitely higher. It's not as much of a uh, if you think of them as two different drugs. I mean, there's a stimulant more vibe and there's a depressant vibe to like those two styles. Yeah, I think that's a great analogy for that. Um, and and for that reason, I think that's part of the reason why grime hasn't maybe caught on as much in the U.S. Because it's the moment for. I mean. I, I hate to bring this in, but like opioid crisis, this is like everything. It's kind of like a more slowed down kind of vibe in hip hop. Mm -hmm. You're going to like, man, we can't avoid it. I mean, I know it's not what we're here to talk about, but things like we see online with Lil, Lil Pump and like his cake from the label, his birthday cake that's like the shape of a Xanax bar. This is the culture today yeah. of hip hop. So yeah, I mean, in that idea of like a slowed down um chopped and screwed more mentality versus like high energy or yeah just like more brash like high energy sound yeah i i would it would be great so there are a couple um artists that i feel like have uh grime elements uh, run the jewels in particular i think has a really similar sound the way that lp produces it um the lyrical content the way the cadence at all is like very um punchy and and hard-hitting and um so i could see run the jewels being like an entry point for people to maybe get into grime it'd be awesome if there were future collaborations, collaborations. i was gonna say that's another thing when you bring up collaborations is all the collaborations have been with like big name people the kanye moment the drake video and then and then them being on drake's album right there haven't been as many like 
the next tier down of popularity yeah. collaborating with uh i'm reminded definitely of the ugk collaboration with dizzy rascal which i feel like went horribly and i don't think anyone that like that song did not get big i'm forgetting even the name of it do you know what i'm talking about i don't it's I don't. bun b on a song with dizzy rascal that sounds like it should be amazing but i i don't think it was very popular we'll, we'll put that out on the um on the twitter maybe yeah definitely yeah, for people to check we'll, out we'll dig that up. i do think that the collaborations uh if they're botched then that could hurt grimes opportunity mm -hmm. uh to your point like i don't i don't really think it makes sense to have skepta on a drake song or a drake album i just don't see that collaboration working versus uh run the jewels drake like, needs that <laughs> credibility though well, what's interesting about drake is that we talked earlier um i think off off mic about him being a kind of a chameleon in music and for as well as he's able to adopt other styles and and improve on them, I feel like grime is the one thing that he has tried and failed, or one of the things that he's tried and failed to do. Maybe that's why he does things like Skepta's interlude, where he lets somebody else basically do the song. Yeah, which was smart, because that's <laughs> probably my favorite song on the album uh, by a long shot. That's so, why it's a playlist. Playlist, excuse me. Yeah, get the... Uh, terminology correct but get your facts straight yeah i could see i could see a, a more appropriate collaboration with uh like a vince staples around the jewels uh where the sounds make more sense together uh and the people that are listening are more um maybe like accustomed to hearing different uh styles of music maybe have a better ear for things like grime so yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping for. Maybe on Run the Jewels Four is uh is like a Stormzy Run the Jewels run the collab. Jewels yeah, yeah, they've done three. Yeah, albums. man. Yeah, those They're are amazing. some of the most creative album names in the game. <laughs> Do you remember Tiny Tempa? By the way, yeah. does that name strike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bells. Um, <laughs> Mandy literally had that just pulled up. See, this is okay. Also, Wretch Thirty Two. I'm sure you know Wretch Thirty Two. <laughs> this is like. A different well, Wretch I think is considered grime, right? He's a grime artist, but Tiny Tempa. This is like an example of how we all have a tendency as Americans to put these people in the same box. But he's definitely was not a grime rapper, and I feel like he was one of those like attempts at a British crossover, mm -hmm. and it didn't work. And then for the next few years, there hasn't, there wasn't really like until this more recent resurgence of Drake putting people on, there wasn't a whole lot of it. I remember him having songs with Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. And and it just I think it maybe was like something on a Fast and Furious movie. He did something and it just didn't take off in the US. But there was a period of time with like Swedish House Mafia and he had a song and Swedish, dude, wow. that's deep cut. That is a timestamp yeah, on this episode. <laughs> uh that was like I don't even remember the name of that song, but that's what that was like his moment and it seemed like he was gonna be really big and then kind of I don't know if he's big still in the UK or not. Yeah, well, have so, you heard from him? Uh no, personally or professionally, no, not not really in my like lane for yeah. grime music. I will say so on uh, on Gang Signs and Prayers, Stormzy's album from last year. He has a, a bar in one of his songs. Um, I think it's too big for your boots. And he talks about his affection for Adele, and apparently they're pretty tight. Um, so I feel like if not a uh, US UK collaboration that an artist from the UK like Adele or uh, Ed, Sheeran. Ed Sheeran, yeah, something like that, like a big pop star in the UK might be able to break mm -hmm. them even in the US um, just because artists like Adele and, and Ed Sheeran uh, are international and they kind of well, transcend that. Here's a good way to kind of wrap this up is what is some stuff people should check out? I have a feeling there's people that listen to this that didn't 
they like don't know a lot of grime or they don't know some of the artists they should be following. So yeah, what are your picks? Yeah, I mean, I, f- I feel like it's you have to start with the the Konnichiwa album. Uh, the opening track, uh, Konnichiwa, is is just like a really solid representation of the genre i think skeptic kills that song especially as like as an opening track if you've never heard yeah. crime or never heard him before skeptic he's the guy who has that song men's not hot right yes yeah <laughs> is that him yeah 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 he's got some he's got some uh some bangers from back in the day that i think i don't, I don't know if that's on the album um but i think that's uh, did that's you just pretty, just shrug that just, off did you just deny me like that d- deny you what this was a joke I think I feel like you just refused to even let that joke happen. So you just acted like it. I well, didn't this is make my it. segment, so I'm just going to do you know whatever I want, and and you can deal okay. with it later. Well, we'll just play Big Shack like over you, so no one can hear you. It'll just okay. be him competing with you. And that's men's not hot. <laughs> I thought yeah, I thought you were coming in with all your like stere- I stereotypical. I didn't know yeah. if I wanted to do the impression or not. I kind of wanted to let Sammy do it. <laughs> we'll just ed- we'll edit it in. Yeah, we'll get we'll get like three minutes of Sammy doing all the uh, yeah. that. Yeah, and a cool 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 boom. Uh, we should bring this back with Rowan at some point yes. in the future. We'll have a real Brit on the show to give us some of you know because he grew up on that. I think obviously you and I got into it later. That was like his part of his introduction to hip hop. So we'll definitely have Ro in front of the pod. Come on. And um, this will be an ongoing exploration. While you're checking that out, make sure you check out our other podcast on the Runaway Podcast Network, The Rundown, that you host with Mandy, breaking down events going on in the Triangle every week, music events specifically. And if you've enjoyed the show the last couple episodes, please leave us a review, a rating on iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's our show for the week. Peace. Plus two is four, minus one, that's three, quick maths. Everyday man's on the block, smoke trees. See your girl in the park, that girl was a uckers. When the thing went quack, 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 you man was ducking. Hold tight, ask me, my brother, he's got a pumpy, big thing. Hold tight, my man, my guy, he's got a frisbee. I chuck, chuck, chuck on the phone, moving up cornflakes. Rice Krispies, hold tight, my girl with me. On, on, on.